North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and other state officials have just wrapped up a news conference. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everyone. Hurricane Dorian is ready to unleash its fury on our state. The storm has regained strength. It is serious and it can be deadly. The message this morning is this. Get to safety and stay there. Don't let your guard down. This won't be a brush by. Whether it comes ashore or not, the eye of the storm will be close enough to cause extensive damage in North Carolina. Conditions in eastern North Carolina are deteriorating rapidly. Overnight, Dorian strengthened to a Category 3 hurricane. This is a dangerous storm that is already spawning tornadoes in our state. A tornado touched down this morning in Brunswick County, causing some damage. The latest forecast track is more dire. Up to 10 inches of more or more of rain in coastal areas and from 3 to 6 inches in central North Carolina. The new forecast pro projects sustained winds of 100 miles an hour at our coast with gusts up to 125. Storm surges will be as high as 7 feet. In short, hundreds of thousands will lose power, and that has already begun. Winds will topple trees and power lines, and roads and buildings will be flooded. I have activated more North Carolina National Guard soldiers, and we now have 488 on duty with additional high water rescue vehicles. As Hurricane Dorian moves northward along our coast, there will be flash flooding. I urge everyone, even those inland, to pay close attention to flood watches and warnings and be ready to evacuate if asked to by local officials. Remember, it only takes a few inches of water to cause flash floods and to wash your vehicle off of the road. The majority of deaths in hurricanes are from drowning, and we know that all too well in North Carolina. Never drive on flooded roads and never drive around a barrier. It's there for your protection. Turn around. Don't drown. Don't risk your life and the lives of those who may have to rescue you. We have more than 50 shelters open today in our state, and more than 1,000 people are already using them. We have 45 school districts that are closed today and five more that are on early release. We appreciate the media for getting information out to people, and it is important for everyone to have reliable sources of information. North Carolina can provide those as well. You can go to readync.org or to drivenc.org. The NC211 hotline is operating today. And for the hard of hearing citizens, please dial 888-892-1662 to reach someone to assist you. 211, that number is free and confidential and multilingual operators are ready to assist you. We know there's going to be some damage. We know we're going to need help. And if you want to donate your time or financial assistance, please go to nc.gov 
slash donate. So please remember to stay alert, <coughs> keep informed, and be ready to take measures to protect yourself and your family and your neighbors. Look out for them. I want to thank all of the people who are working here at the Emergency Management uh, EOC, the Emergency Operations Center, and here at Emergency Management. We have people all over the state working. I want to thank uh, Duke Energy, Dominion, the electric co-ops, and Electricities for their work. They are embedded here with us and are working to get people's power back on as quickly as they possibly can. We also have a leadership team with us today. We have Emergency Management Director Mike Sprayberry, Public Safety Secretary Eric Hooks, our Transportation Secretary Jim Trogdon, our North Carolina National Guard uh, Major General Jim Ernst. We have the Commander of the North Carolina State Highway Patrol, Colonel Glenn McNeil. We have our FEMA Coordinating Officer, Libby Turner. We have our meteorologist, Katie Webster. And we have Commander Matt Moyer of the U.S. Coast Guard who worked with us so well in Florence and they are uh, standing by on ready and are co coordinating with us. But I'll first uh, recognize uh, Mike Sprayberry for his report from emergency management. Mike. Thank you, Governor, and good morning, everyone. As yesterday, the State Emergency Operations Center remains activated at a level one, which means the State Emergency Response Team is fully activated with all of our private sector partners, federal partners, state agency partners, and volunteer partners. As the Governor said, Hurricane Dorian's forecast is serious for North Carolina, and heavy rainfall amounts, strong winds, and tornadoes are already being experienced in southeastern North Carolina. The risk of flash flooding is serious as well in eastern North Carolina from the South Carolina border all the way up to the Virginia border. So we have to take that very seriously and that, and that means that we have steadily increased our inventory for rescue assets to 23 Swiftwater rescue teams. That means we have about 53 boats. Um, 48 National Guard high water vehicle teams, which means we have about 178 vehicles. Seven urban search and rescue teams from all over the state are now in play. Nine ambulance strike teams with about 45 ambulances and 16 search and rescue aircraft and general support aircraft are now ready for flood fighting operations. We're also plussing this number up based on the forecast. The greatest impacts are going to be felt today and tomorrow. We urge everyone in the impacted areas to stay in a safe place and off the road. Follow the instructions of your local officials. The State Emergency Response Team is now completing our final resource request from our county partners at this time. Our, res our response uh, assets are now staged and prepared for an aggressive response. Utilities continue to bring in additional resources and are well positioned for power restoration once Dorian passes North Carolina. FEMA has an established an incident support base for commodities and urban search and rescue task forces at Fort Bragg, and they're uh, proven to be good partners as always. FEMA, Coast Guard, Army, Marine, Navy, FAA, EPA, and other federal agencies are well integrated here at the state EOC as are our volunteer partners. Our state medical and general sh shelters uh, are underway and they are operating and they can shelter pets as necessary. 
So in closing, let me thank our media partners for keeping everybody aware of what's happening and providing that critical information to all the residents and visitors of North Carolina. And to remind everyone once again, please follow the instructions of your local officials. Thank you very much, Governor. Thank you, Mr. Director. Now the commander of the North Carolina Highway Patrol, Colonel Glenn McNeil. Colonel. Thank you, Governor. First, I'd like to begin by thanking our law enforcement partners and first responders and our excellent DOT partners for all the great work that they've done to ensure that we're prepared and we're ready for this storm. As I stand before you this morning, I am pleased to report that the North Carolina State Highway Patrol is prepared and we're ready to, to respond to any needs that our citizens may have. We've identified multiple quick response teams who are ready to deploy at a moment's notice to the affected areas. We're working with our state and local partners to ensure that public safety remains a top priority. Major roadways right now are flowing as expected with no major incidents to report at this time. Troopers are providing around the clock coverage of all of our major thoroughfares so that there are no issues for anyone having to travel. But we don't encourage that at this time. We expect to see dangerous conditions at the roadways continue to receive heavy rains and high winds. As we've said in the past, deciding to drive through flooded roadways is a life or death decision. You may not get a second chance to make the right choice. Please heed the safety messages that have been given to you and turn around and do not drown. I'm also requesting during the storm and after the storm has passed, please avoid dialing 911 or star HP for roadway conditions. Please leave these lines of communication open for emergency situations only. For up-to-date information regarding roadway conditions, please visit drivenc.gov. Thank you. Thank you, Colonel. And now the Secretary of the North Carolina Department of Transportation. Uh, General Jim Trotman. Thank you, Governor. Uh, employees in, uh, are ready across our state to respond to Hurricane Dorian. All of our equipment is ready. Our uh, ferry vessels have been secured after completing its mission of evacuation of the Outer Banks yesterday. Uh, and we have ready to go, if needed, established emergency ferry route that we can open with any future or potential breach of NC-12. Um, the Piedmont trains, train 79 and 80, will continue operation between Raleigh and Charlotte. Our ports, both Wilmington and Moorhead City, will be closed today and tomorrow. And then we have 40 drone teams that have been dispersed across the coastal areas in support of uh, response missions and have received a special waiver from the National Park Service in coordination to allow us to fly drones on the Outer Banks. Within the last half hour, we did have a received report of a closure that was unscheduled, and that's of uh, several sections of US 17 between Leland and Shalote. And initial reports are that the solely closed due to debris from high winds and possible tornadoes. Uh, and so we'll have that, that section reopen as soon as the weather conditions allow us to do so. Pending anyone's questions, that concludes my update. We'll now take questions that you may have, and if I ask you for, to wait for the mic, please raise your hand. Hi. So we've still heard from people who are not 
willing to evacuate, they want to stay. I mean, what do you really want to drive home with them, especially due to how difficult the course of this has been to track? Well, you, you certainly put first responders at risk and your own life at risk when you decide to stay, particularly on a barrier island. Uh, if they have not evacuated at this point, I'd get to the safest place that I possibly could, uh, communicate that to people who are inland to let them know where you are and stay as safe as possible where you are. Uh, we also potentially can have flash flooding and there are inland communities that sometimes would need to be evacuated on very short notice and we're asking people to make sure you're listening and tuned in to local officials. We know that these flash floods can, can occur in certain areas and sometimes uh, you see uh, local officials going and knocking on doors and telling people that they need to leave. And we, we ask people to pay attention to that. I think this is for Secretary Trogdon. Um, last year we saw pretty historic monumental flooding at roads and highways, obviously I-40 and 95. I mean, what is your expectation based on what weather people have told you and what your engineers have told you about the expectations of what we could see in terms of road closing. So I think people who who just moved to North Carolina last year would think that might be the norm during a hurricane. I wonder if you could just discuss that. Uh, fortunately, we don't anticipate today the same volume of water that we saw before uh, Hurricane Florence and, and Michael. However, uh, in specific locations, based on the increased projections of flash flooding that we've just gotten in the last, uh, you know, in the last update, there's possible locations that we could see significant flash flooding, impacts to roads, rapidly deteriorating conditions from, you know, one part of the day to the next. So we're fully prepared to respond to that. Uh, several of the things that we've done since Hurricane Florence to date was work closely with emergency management and the, and the Feynman system, uh, and we're adding components. We added 40 more stream gauges to help us close some of the gaps that we had in predictions. So we're, we're really trying to be able to predict much earlier when these conditions could occur so we can help get that information out. Uh, so I don't think we'll see the significant broad uh, impacts like we had all the way through the Piedmont up through Greensboro and Winston-Salem. However, localized, we can see the same kind of damage in more local areas. And just to confirm, those new stream gauges were since Florence? Since Florence, that's correct. And we're not expecting the kind of riverine flooding that we've seen, uh, we saw in that storm, nothing, nothing like it, right? Based on the rainfall totals? Not as broad spread. We're still looking at individual locations. You may get that same kind, but broad across North Carolina, no more of a flash flooding situation or a two days after the storm passes situation? I'll leave that one up to the meteorologist to answer more scientifically than I can other than what I'm seeing is I'm really more concerned right now with what we're seeing with flash flooding. Mr. Trogno, while you're still up there, um, but can you explain to people what, what drones can do during a situation, why they're valuable in this circumstance? Uh, really compresses time. So, for example, if we have an isolated location that's, that's damaged, uh, once we're able to see it visually with a drone, we know not that it's just damaged and closed. 
what was impacted, how large it is, better estimates, what materials we'll need, how much trucks, vehicle support, equipment we'll need to get that repaired faster. So it really helps us shrink that time from damage, assessment, response, and recovery much, much more compressed. We do not expect as much riverine flooding from Hurricane Dorian as we had from Hurricane Florence or, or from Matthew. But people can go and look at river gauges that are near their area at uh, Feynman.org or .com? Feynman.nc.gov. Feynman.nc.gov, and that's F-I-M-A-N. Yes, Jeff. Uh, Governor, if you would, you mentioned that there 50 shelters, about 1,000 people in those shelters right now. What can you share with us about capacity? Are they close to being capacity, and are there plans for other shelters? No, I, don't, I do not believe that they are even close to being at capacity, but I'll let Mike take that. So that's correct. They're not close to being at capacity. We first used smaller shelters um, in, in throughout the counties. We have a, a state shelter over in Durham, which is not close to capacity. Uh, but we are trying to look into the future to see um, what we might have to do as the event unfolds. We want to be well prepared. But, um, for instance, uh, Dare County, has evac part, uh, some of the population has evacuated to Nash County and things like that. And, and also many of the counties have also st stood up their own shelters. Other questions? I have just one clarifying question. The, the Director Scraberry, you gave a bunch of numbers. I did not quite catch the total number of aircraft on standby. So we have 16 aircraft that are either rescue or general support aircraft, and we have more incoming. Uh, we want to make sure that we uh, have enough so that when the storm passes, if we have a situation where the barrier islands are cut off, or if there's a need for a quick uh, search and rescue, that we have those assets on hand. Mr. while you're up there, yesterday we went with the governor to look at the medical evacuation facility in Johnston County in Clayton uh, at C3 Church. Uh, they had mentioned it, it looked relatively small compared to other those mega shelters, but they mentioned that there was more room if they needed more room. Do you know about how that shelter is doing, if, if you're at capacity or anything like that? There, there's still not many residents at the state medical support shelter, uh, and we have the ability we have the ability to open other state medical support shelters as we see that one hit about 75%, or if we get a projection, we can open others. But right now you're... Right now we're good. Okay, we will likely be back at 4 p.m., guys. Is that right? 4 p.m. for another briefing. Thank you very much. That does it for now. Stay with the Carolina Weather Group here on our podcast feed and our social media platforms for updates throughout the storm. From Charlotte, I'm James Briarton, and this is the Carolina Weather Group.